Welcome back to another episode of With Sonar. I'm your host, Luke Velasca, of course, joined by my co-host, Kyle Taylor, and we are so thankful that you are here with us today. Today, we have a very special episode with a very special guest joining us, which we'll get to here in just a minute. But of course, it wouldn't be right if I didn't ask, Kyle, how are you doing today? It's a great day. It's a great day to be alive. It is it's, a great day to be alive. It's a, another day in paradise is, is what we call it. No, but it's, it's been a very whirlwind of a first month, really, because this is the yeah. first week of February. And, and so we're kind of gearing up towards what is to be expected to finish off Q1. January is always supposed to be a very, uh, I, I guess, tops and Finish off Q1? We're, we're, barely, we're not even halfway through yet. Dude, we're two weeks from halfway point. Dude. When you say it like that. If you're that. not hitting your quota already, we're going to start Yeah, we're gonna start pitching to put that coffee down. What, we'll, we'll take this into not, a sales You're not halfway thing. done like the Q3 quota yet? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I already hit President's Club like last week. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Come on. No, no. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a great couple weeks so far. Good. A lot of ups, a lot of downs, and it's been a great time to be in the data-driven world that we're in. What about, what about you? Yeah, Looks no. like you combed your hair today. I so did. I thank actually you for that. Found, well, actually, that's not entirely true. I did not comb my hair. I just kind of brushed it off to the side. I don't own a comb. If I'm being, I don't know if I own a comb. Puts his head out the window. Yeah, yep. pretty much. Yeah, but we don't need to talk about that. That's not what this is about. This isn't. This isn't a hairstyling uh, show. We're here to talk about <laughs> sonar. All right. Yes. But before before we even get to that, so something that I'm really excited about because we have a guest coming on today. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be very, very exciting. And one of the things we're going to talk about, this, this particular company, um, spoiler, it's in the description, ARL Logistics, um, is going, they actually did a case study with us, which, um, which uh, Greg will talk more about in a minute. But one of the things, and we've heard this reference before, but one thing that they found that was very successful with the data was actually um, using it to develop their carrier and customer relationships a lot. And that's something that, that I like. And, and that's mm-hmm. partly why we titled the show, you know, how, you know, with really, and we really want to talk about how important the relationships are using data to really push carrier relationships as well as customer relationships. You can't have that in this world. Like it, the, there's too much information out there to not rely on that. You can't just rely on, hey, like we've been working together for a while, but provide good service. Don't get me wrong. Those things are super valuable and they're not going to be replaced, but it's not enough to simply separate yourself that way. And, and that's what we're going to talk about. And I'm excited about that. Have you been hearing those conversations? You know, when, you, when you're bringing customers on now, um, do, do you ever talk about the angle and how they can use this data to provide that transparency to deepen those relationships? If that was a layup, this would be the slam dunk because that's exactly what it was. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's, that's definitely right. One, well, I mean, the key phrase, the cost of service you're loads. If you're not talking about it and you're working at a brokerage or carrier, you're behind the eight ball already. So you, being able to have data, outside data is fantastic, but if you don't have that internal data to be able to say, okay, well, this is the average number of calls that it takes to cover a load. This is the number of trucks we have to reach out to in order to get a quote. This is the steps that it takes so that you can actually quantify what is the true cost besides just, oh, I buy the truck for 1500 and I sell it for 1700 then you're already behind that. But combining those two things of, okay, what does it cost us? And then how can we make that more efficient? I think uh, our guest here is going to really give us some great insights on that because he's got that operational mindset. And that's going to be the big focus today is ops. You know, how do we make those better decisions from an internal perspective and then have that outward-facing customer and carrier conversation? 
So true. And I think we're going to bring Greg on in just a moment. Before we do, folks, if you're, if you're watching online, whether you're watching on one of our social media platforms, feel free to leave us a comment or ask questions or even ask a question to Greg, who's coming on in a minute. Of course, also, if you're watching online on our website, FreightWaves.com, or on the FreightWaves TV app, and you want to ask questions, you can go to one of our social media platforms where this is streaming right now, LinkedIn, Facebook, and uh, you can leave some comments there or ask questions. So just want to point that out. Uh, but without further ado, I think we should bring on Greg. Greg Morrow from ARL Logistics. He's the director of operations, and he led the case study that we did with ARL. Um, Greg, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. How are you guys doing today? Fantastic, Greg. Great to have you on the show. We're doing well, as uh, as uh, Kyle said, we are alive and well. A great day to be alive. Um, and more importantly, a great day to be talking about sonar. Mm -hmm. um, Greg, uh, just give, give some of the folks listening and watching, give them a little bit about your background and, and what you do at the company. Sure, yeah. Well, thanks for having me today. Um, yeah, Director of Operations for ARL Logistics. Um, so oversee um, the ops and kind of the back-end processes from, you know, billing AR and then also our uh, logistics agent program. Uh, as well. Um, so, you know, working to diversify and, and, and really scale that side of it out. Excellent. That's great to hear. Um, now, now, Greg, there's a lot, obviously, there's, there's a lot of transportation companies out there, a lot of folks in the logistics industry. I know you are, uh, you, you all at ARL are doing a lot of impressive things. Tell us what, what you know, where, where's your niche in the industry? Where does, where does ARL fit in in the industry? Yeah, so um, ARL's been around for a long time. I mean, we, we've been we've been around for over forty years. Um, our transport side has a has a large presence in the drage space. Um, so, kind of off of that, we saw a, an avenue to kind of diversify out to our brokerage team, which we you know, spun that off and really developed that about four or five years ago. Um, and our brokerage group is is pretty diversified with customers. Um, you know, we do a, a mix of flatbed and van freight. Um, and then sprinkle in there um, some international and, and LTL stuff. Um, but really, the, the bulk of it comes down to van and flatbed freight. Yeah, no, that, that's great. Excellent. Now, as we, as we go into this new year, obviously, 2020 was an incredible volatile year. We, we've talked about that a lot on this show, and there, we've talked about that on other shows as well. Um, but as, 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 as you go into this new year here, right, we, we've, we've, we've got a month under our belt already of 2021. Are there certain challenges that you all are looking to accomplish, or are there certain goals you have your eyes set on? You know, now that we're now that we're done 2020, it's it's unlikely. You know, we're, we're, the market's still very tight compared to what it was this time last year. Obviously, it's loosened a little bit, but tell us a little bit about you know, kind of where where are you all looking to go um, this year? You know, where do you have your eyes set? Yeah, I mean, none of us have that crystal ball, and I really wish we did um, to know what's going to happen in the market. Um, Wouldn't this, be sitting here right data. now if we did. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> the sonar data is definitely helping us with that, but um, you know, really, it's solidifying um, care relationships. I think is a big piece coming off of 2020. Uh, we saw a lot of a lot of changes in the industry, a lot of carriers that were you know wanting to jump to that spot market freight, um, but I think it kind of highlighted how important those care relationships are. Um, inside of the the broker community, and how much we we really value that on our side. That, that no, that's awesome. And and so for companies and brokerages that are out there that maybe just look at the load boards and just you know pray and you know spray and pray kind of method, and and maybe don't really value that too much. What are some of the easy things that they can probably take away from watching this to start implementing in that relationship? What what are some of the key things that you measure to make sure that relationship is you know, as good as it can be? 
Yeah, one of the things we definitely look at and measure is repeat carriers and how many loads we're able to provide them um, on a on a weekly and monthly basis, um, keeping them inside of our network, providing them with with quality opportunities. So, you know, if, if we are, you know, if we're providing them with you know, ten opportunities a week, how many of those are they actually taking, and and how many of those are good opportunities that they're really looking for? We're, we're we never really want to waste that carrier's time. Um, and kind of, you know, provide them with with things that that they're not interested in, in hauling for us. So we want to make sure that we're kind of getting down to that nitty gritty, um, evolving that relationship, understanding, you know, where do they need their trucks to be? What do their drivers like to take? What marks do they like to be in? What do they like to haul? Um, but kind of just that win-loss percentage behind it. So, you know, how many loads are we offering them? How many are they taking off of it? Kind of helps us narrow down and are we giving them valid, real opportunities that, that can help them out? That's excellent. I think that's a really, really good point, uh, Greg, and, and, and something that, you know, I, th I think it's overlooked a lot, right? If you can continue to provide that consistent, um, that, that, that consistent, those consistent opportunities for a lot of carriers, that really separates you out. Now you're not just, you know, posting loads on a low board while there's definitely a place for that, right? Now all of a sudden you have that relationship, you're building that. And when, when there are emergencies, right, when things do go wrong, it, those those are the cares you can point to to kind of help help you out in those situations. Yeah. Um, how how is that? Um, you know, we we talk a lot. And I know we looked at the case study a little bit um, that that you all put um, put together with, with some of the folks on our team. What are what, are there any particular you know high level data points within Sonar that you would point to that you think help some of the frontline workers develop their relationships with the carrier side or anything in particular that that helps provide transparency there? Yeah, so you know, I definitely think one of the lead indicators is still um, the, the outbound tender volume and tender rejection, um, and looking that market by market. And you know, I know that that always comes up, but it, it truly is a, a a huge telltale sign as to what's going on. That being able to drill down into a market by market, um, the blue to blue map, you know, is also extremely valuable. You know, we're looking at that on the offside to be able to tell what markets are up and what are what's down. Um, you know, where we have some time maybe to, to, to move the freight and, uh, you know, where we need to kind of get it out quicker. You know, we always use the term, if we're going to lose, lose faster. Um, so if we need to, you know, if we need to work on a load first thing in the morning, get it out, um, let's make it happen and let's move on to, to other opportunities rather than waiting till three, four o'clock in the afternoon and still having the same result with it. Um, so I, I think that, you know, those areas have really helped us become more efficient as a, as a team, especially on the offside. I think that's a great point, Kyle. And number one thing, he mentioned Blue to Blue. It keeps coming up. I think we just re need to rename the show Blue to Blue. Yeah, it, it really should. I mean, I, I pointed it out. It was the with Sonar Blue to the, the Shadow Blue at the bottom is what we're referring to. But, that's right. But no, it's, it's, that's something that it's interesting you bring that up because to the people that were tuning in last week, that's the exact concept that we were talking through last week, which, which was looking at the volumes. Where, where's the freight coming out of? Where's, where's the opportunities for these carriers? And then that rejection is always a great in, uh, index to, so that you can see, okay, is price moving up or down? Where's my opportunity? And then where's that money at? And that's how we're going to be able to capitalize on really margin expansion. And, and so with, with that being just brought up, how does the carrier relationship then impact maybe some of the margin opportunities that you have? Because it does seem like in the industry, there is a little bit of a, you know, a hidden uh, aspect of what brokers make. Yeah, you know, it definitely impacts it. Um, and being able to, to, 
to have that true partnership with the carrier and provide them visibility in the inside the marketplace and, and give them some of that, you know, a little bit of deeper dive um, definitely helps them out, out, you know, if they're working with somebody else or working with shippers direct. So, you know, we kind of, that, that's where we build those partnerships. Um, and it directly correlates back to the sales side and how we're able to work with our customers um, and provide the valuable rates back to them. Um, because, you know, we, we want to make sure that we're providing good quality data back to the, to those customers and, you know, having that, the, not only the sonar data, but the relationships and tying those two together um, gives us really good market insight to be able to not only give them rates, but give them an understanding as to why we're giving them th those rates. So we're not just putting a number on paper, we're giving them some information behind it as well. That is so unbelievably powerful right there. And we, we've talked about that before, right? It's, it's not enough just to have a rate. Everybody has a rate, right? You know, there's nothing special about a rate. You know, we have rates in our system and we tell, and I tell folks all the time, like it's a rate, right? Everybody has one, um, but it's, it's what the why behind the rate. And, and that, that's so unbelievably powerful. And I think, I remember when I, when I was in brokerage, I used to have some of my customers, you know, like when they were be rate changes, they would just kind of ask why. And, and sometimes you had, you know, legitimate, you know, information to back it up. Sometimes it was just because, well, let's be real, Luke. Anytime you said the rate increases, oh it goodness. wasn't anything valid. It was, it was the epitome of what a broker is on that, that point. That, and that is not even to be compared to ARL because this is not even the same thing. Where I was going <laughs> with this is generally speaking, like it was more so just, hey, I just need to tell my supervisor why the rate's going up. And generally right. if I have that answer, they're like, okay, cool, thanks. I wish it didn't go up, but I understand now. Right. It just, it makes the conversation so much smoother. And just like Greg says, you know, it deepens that relationship, right? All of a sudden it, it's like, hey, I'm taking care of you. Like this is, we're all looking at the same information together. Um, no, exactly. Good point. And to kind of, we're going to stretch you out a little thin here, Greg, but you know, how is this the same data that we were just talking about for carrier relationships and, and looking at where you're potentially going to place some of the carriers that you have or some of the loads that you have? How does that then apply to some of the new hire process that you have? So guys that are coming into the ops side of, of ARL, how do you implement some of the data so that you can try to get them, you know, the green guys as, as going as fast as they can? Yeah, so, you know, we make sure to implement sonar as kind of a, it's kind of our standard now. So as soon as guys are coming in, that's part of our training. Um, they're kind of ingrained with it. So they understand to, to look at the data um, look at it, you know, in a more of an analytical type of, of way and then come into it as a true partnership type sense whenever they're talking to the carriers. Um, so really, if there's any guys that are you know, guys or girls, you know, green coming off the streets, it's kind of all that they know. You know. They don't know any different. They they understand transportation with sonar, with the data behind it, being able to look at markets, analyze them, you know, understand, you know, where the ups and downs are, and then they can react accordingly. Greg, something you said earlier too to to capitalize on this with the carrier relations is you mentioned that you know sonar looking at some of those data sets like the volume and the rejections right giving you an idea on, on where the markets are trending that day or that morning um, understanding kind of where where you're going to lose and where you're going to win and and I think you know we t lose kind of has a has a bad t tone to it but ultimately it's sometimes the market conditions just you know are in the favor of the carrier sometimes are in the favor of the broker and it's it's okay to, to understand that. But I think like you said, having the ability to recognize those early so you take care of the ones maybe where, where it's not in your favor, right? If you're gonna take a loss, take it early so you can move on as opposed to dealing with it at three or four, four o'clock in the afternoon. Has that, has, what, has that had an impact or, and if it has, what type of impact would you say that's had on just maybe time savings of employees? 
Uh, it's made us tremendously more efficient. Um, you know, we can we can look at we can look at the markets every day and kind of understand where we have to allocate our resources. So we know, hey, if we had to shift shift out east or shift west, um, where are we putting people? Are, you know, if we're heavy in, in one specific market, do we need to put more resources there? Um, so from an efficiency standpoint, it's been tremendous for us. Yeah, I think that kind of goes back to to what I brought up right at the beginning is the the cost to service that load. Have you noticed that the the either the number of calls that it takes when you do have this up front has really had an impact on that total cost to service each load you have? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, we we're always trying to move freight with less calls. I mean, that comes with the repeat carriers, of course. Um, and, and that's our that's our first goal is how do we use carriers inside the network? But um, reducing the amount of calls is, is definitely allows us to move on to more profitable areas. Um, you know, more freight serves our customers better. Um, you know, of course. So it, it definitely, from a load by load perspective, it, it definitely has cost savings there. Kyle here keeps digging in. He's trying to figure out, you know, how many, uh, you know, what what your financials look like here. I mean, by the end, he's going to be asking you for your credit card number. So feel free to <laughs> kick, kick rocks. Well, the next question um, that I've had in the back pocket, <laughs> bullet in the chamber here was. How many of those suit jackets that I've seen on LinkedIn with the ARL swag on the inside lined do you guys have walking around the office? Well, I guess I'm not home office now. Yeah. I think two guys have those right now. Um, so, you know, that's uh, I can see more in the future coming up here. That's for sure. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm sure 40 we can get our, on, on the inside of one of those. My size is a 40 long. I'm just going to slip that I, I'm there. sure as soon as my expense report goes through George, <laughs> it's going to be A-okay. And it's, it's, for, it's for the show. It's you know? for the show. It's an expense yeah, for the show. That's, that's a business write-off at that point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, no, that's, that's perfect. And so where do you see you know, this, this industry? Because it seems like having this information so that you can communicate to your carriers, so that you can you know, make pe- employees you know, be onboarded faster. How do you see data changing into this next upcoming year? You know, what do you see that you've just felt that you just, that's just the natural progression? Yeah, I'm sure you guys have seen this too, um, but I, the industry is becoming more transparent and open and, and in a good way. You know, I, it's, it used to be an industry where everybody kind of hoarded their secrets. Everybody had that secret sauce that, you know, they thought was the the greatest thing ever. And um, you know, it's become more of a transparent, open type of market now where customers and, you know, the shippers, the receivers, the carriers, the brokers, everybody has visibility to more information. They have access to it um, pretty easily. So, you know, being able to open up and exp- being able to explain that information and what they're looking at um, is extremely valuable because anybody can kind of look at something and, and jump to their own conclusions. But being able to accurately explain what they're seeing why it impacts them and why it impacts their business um, is very valuable. So, you know, I definitely think that 2021 and beyond, we'll see a lot more transparency in the marketplace. But I, I think that that is very good for for the brokerage world. That's that's awesome, Greg. One, I've got I've got one last question for you here, um, and this, this is a little bit different. We we haven't talked about this one before. This isn't something that we've discussed a lot, um, and, and it wasn't something on the case study, but. Is there is there a place for maybe using sonar? And maybe you've experienced this, maybe you haven't yet. But I'd love to hear your thoughts. Is there a place for sonar to be used potentially, like with a shipper on, on like the sales side? Maybe you know when you when you're when you're talking to a shipper about a bid, a new shipper, right? That you that you haven't done business before. Is there is there a place to use that data kind of in in that sales cycle? And if so, is that something you guys are doing? Yeah. So 
we we do dabble in that a little bit. Um, we started doing that probably about a year or so ago um, with providing the the customers some market in, information. So we you know weekly we'll send out some market updates and you know to inform them as to what's going on. Um, but we definitely like to push our customers market driven data. You know, it's we we think that that is that transparency that we're we're looking for. Um, but it adds credibility to us. You know, we're able to, and again, this kind of goes back to the rate. So if we have a, an increase, you know, we're able to kind of predict that a couple of days in advance and know that it's coming or know that something's changing in the marketplace, something's shifting, and we can really get ahead of it. And it just builds credibility for our sales team. Yeah, no, that's great. I like that a lot. And and because and, we, we all know in sales, it's all about, you know, making yourself memorable, being, you know, having some differentiating factor. Um, for for Kyle, we're still trying to figure out what that is. But you know, still for the rest here. of us, still here, still here, must oh, mean hey, I'm doing something hey, something right. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, we so can talk sales numbers later though. Yeah, it, it's, it's fine. fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that that's spot on. There's only a few degrees of separation. It feels like from broker to broker. I mean, yeah, we all are kind of different. We have our different network networks. We have our different carriers that we work with from time to time. Um, and so this is just another way transparency is a, this, this industry is a transparency driven network. So it's only natural that you're going to lean towards, okay, well, I know why Luke is charging me what I'm charging. The other guy, I don't know why it, the trucks just seem to fall off every once in a while. And, I then, have great hair. and then all of a sudden I'm charging an extra $500 and I have no clue why <laughs> load to truck ratio. That's what it's, I mean, it's gotta be, it's gotta be it. It's gotta be. <laughs> but, right. No. Uh, Greg, um, we're, we're going to part ways here. Kyle and I are going to stay on the show here. We're going to summarize a few things. We're going to pull up a couple of sonar charts because, you know, it wouldn't be with sonar without a chart, of course. Maybe show the blue to blue map. Um, <laughs> but thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, any, were there any questions for Greg, just out of curiosity, before we, before we kick him to the curb here? Your, our guy, Reed Clements, is over here just loving every single quote that you had given on this. But, but no questions. A couple comments from, uh, from our guy, Frankie, here. He's an inside sales for transportation, and he really agreed extensively with this transparency and really having that to make that decision and validate your decision. So Love that. But, but yeah, a lot, of, a lot of great just comments on it. Fantastic. Well, Greg, oh, thanks so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Maybe we'll have you on again here at some point in the future if timing allows. And uh, have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Perfect. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. What a guy. What a guy. What a Absolute guy. stud. Um, no, I, I, they're they're doing some good things. Um, they're 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 very intelligent thinkers. I mean, obviously, like they're they're super intelligent without sonar. Obviously, right. you know, they're, they're 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 thinking about it the right way. They're asking all the right questions. Um, and like you said, they've been around forty years. I mean, they're they're doing something right. And I love that they've been around that long. Yeah. And. They're continuing to push the envelope that much for, further. Well, it's just like your inner circle. You know, your friend base. You you want to put yourself around people who are also successful. Uh, so it clearly we talk about success. Luke, on the other hand, is is on the other end of that spectrum. But to finish the analogy, you, you surround yourself with people that really push you and try to make you better. And it only makes sense that ARL, being who they are, brought on sonar. They're trying to change the way that, that they have conversations with their customers and the way that they convey the message to their shippers who are paying the bills. Yeah. And, and so, you know, that's where this is, this has become something that only, you know, select few who really can value that, use it and are executing it flawlessly. Yeah, that was a good analogy. Did you like just come up with that? Did you practice that? Got a, got a list of it in my pocket. Oh, <laughs> the cue card is right there. Sorry. Yes, yeah, yes. We can, we can no, but to, to the markets, I mean, we see, we, let's yeah. just go week by week. 
first week of January, we came out, and what did we see? We saw that uh, you know those volumes were starting to, to decline. We saw tender rejection starting to decline. But then that second week, we started to see it plateau. We, we saw it level back off in the rejections, almost coming back up in some instances. Yep. And so from, from that perspective, it, it really gave us a, like, okay, is our rates falling or are they rising? Because this week they were falling and next week they were rising. And it only makes sense if you're looking at load board postings and seeing what rate per mile on, is on load boards. That's from 14 days ago. What's that going to do for you? Absolutely nothing. You need this up-to-date, as-of-yesterday information to understand what is driving those rates to move because we just talked about it with Greg. Yeah. Rate, a rate is just a rate. What is causing it to change from week to week or even day to day? Everybody has a rate. Here, you want a rate? Here's one. I got one. Yeah. Here's another one. Like, Great. Awesome. Good for you. Yeah. Okay, so we've got it right here on the screen. <laughs> so look at here. So the blue line, the blue line, ignore everything else. The blue line is the volume. We've seen that before. That's how much volume is being requested by shippers to be moved on a daily basis. Now, the green line here, and I'm going to move my cursor to 2021, right? The green line is the tender rejection. So that is the rate or the percent of lows that are being rejected at the contracted rates, meaning those yep. blue lines. So basically, 22%, I don't know if you can see that all the way there in the left corner, the 22% of the blue line is being rejected, meaning it's going to be pushed to the spot market. Yep. And that is going to increase rates. Now, what's interesting is the so the green line it came down quite substantially over the last three weeks, which was pushing rates down, which we called, and and then really since the 27th, what's that, four or five days ago, mm-hmm. it's they've actually started to creep back up. Obviously, they're still a little bit softer from where they were about four weeks ago. Correct. Um, but still, but they are beginning to inch back up. But it, it's again, it's this is a penny's game. It's just knowing like, hey, do I need to turn the dial up? Do I need to turn the dial down? That's all it is. Well, to like what Greg brought up earlier, do I need to put Luke and Kyle on this load so yep. that we can make sure that it's covered, or do we? Can we just wait and yep. you know execute it with just you know online on a load posting? Probably there's, be the world's best service load if we were both on it. Oh God, you. I mean, there's no line, but. Anyways, listen, it's not about Luke and Kyle. It's about with Sonar. Yeah. And so to oversimplify what we were just looking at, which was this data, the volumes we're looking at actual loads that are being offered right now. Don't don't kid you around. Mean, you mean a week ago? Right now. Like 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 three days ago? Right now. Now. <laughs> <laughs> and for a limited time only with this purchase, you're going to get a set of tender rejections. Hey. Uh, now, infomercial at its finest yeah. right there. Shipping is free? Yes, just added into the cost the of shipping, service. Shipping, transportation. It's, Sorry, I'll, so I'll would leave. you purchase, we're everywhere, would you purchase a $15 item with a $5 shipping cost or a $20 item with free shipping? I mean, obviously, a $20 <laughs> item with free shipping. Heck, I might pay a $21 item with free shipping. There you go. No, but that's just one thing that we've gotten a lot of comments on. There's been... And everyone always brings it up to us. People are starting a lot of new businesses right now. Yeah. It is that this data that we're looking at that's updated yesterday are loads that are being offered right now. We're not looking at the, the invoice of the transaction, which is what the load board services are providing you if you're looking at a rate per mile is, okay, well, this is what was paid two weeks ago. That, that doesn't help you. Just like what we said, rates were going down first week up the second week, continue to go up now, and it is so region to region that if, what is a 30-day average going to do for you? It's going to do nothing. You're going to be making bad decisions, which means bad business decisions, and that's directly going to affect your top and bottom line. Money. That's all we care about. (laughs) Leaving money on the table. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that's right. So we know the market now, is it seems that it has found its floor from January and it's trending mm -hmm. back up. Of course, that could change. But that's just the national average. It could change. Every, every market is different. Every lane is different. And right. that's something that we are capitalizing on and we're showing every day. And what's really interesting, and this is something we didn't show it, and I'm, I'm upset that we didn't show it. Maybe we could go back and show it next week when we have more time. But three weeks ago, we, there were certain lanes that were forecasting increases in rates for the next month. Which is actually going to be a great segue. And so next week, Kyle Littner, K-Ratio, is actually going to be yes. on. And we're actually going to talk about this exact concept. It's going to be wise co contract... Uh, rates are slipping. Spot rates are starting to come down a little bit. What are you going to do? Tune in next week, right? I'm excited. He is, he is absolutely brilliant. We should not be in the Wait, same circle as Kyle Littner. two Kyles <laughs> on the show next week. Uh, yeah, you're going to have to change your name. KT. <laughs> we can make that work. Okay. So, anyways. Uh, and, and also, well, the Super Bowl is this weekend. So My Buccaneers we'll are in there as well. Oh, that's right, man. He's from Tampa, <laughs> people. Like, Just a Tampa uh, guy. If you, didn't, if you didn't get that vibe from me so Go back to florida no but actually i would tune like in. to be in florida right now tune in to next week that'll be a great yeah, show tune in to next week seriously next week wednesday live 3 30 p.m eastern time the same time it's going to be an absolute fantastic show kyle littner from k ratio is going to be dropping some serious knowledge bombs uh and, and talking a lot about the forecasting and and how you can really leverage that um for cost sake both on and, and also we'll be talking a lot to the shippers as well but anyways that's it. That's all the time we have for today. Folks, thanks so much for tuning in. If you want to see more about Sonar, leave a comment below. Kyle or myself can get back to you. And in the meantime, have a fantastic rest of your Wednesday. And that's it. Take care.